Welcome to Tech London, a show featuring interviews with London's top creative entrepreneurs, startups, investors, design agencies, internet marketers, and freelancers that make up the Tech London online community, which mostly lives on the Slack instant messaging platform. We rotate through both hosts and guests for these interviews, so you have the chance to hear from multiple perspectives on London's tech scene. So welcome back to the Tech London podcast. I'm here with Emma Rice, uh, who's a marketer at Ascendant. Welcome to the show, Emma. Hi, thanks for having me. Great to have you on. So Emma is uh, part of our moderation team at the Tech London, on the Tech London Slack group. And uh, Emma's been, was extremely helpful. Well, she was the main person responsible uh, for helping us put the, uh, the big events, uh, run the big events that we had pre-COVID time. Um, so uh, there's a lot to uh, thank you for, Emma. But um, I'd love for you to just tell us a bit about your background and how you came to uh, be involved in uh, London's tech space. Yeah, absolutely. It makes me really sad, actually, thinking about how fun those <laughs> events were pre-COVID. We, we will get back there, Jonathan. The, yeah. the tech London community will party again, I promise. Um, but yeah, so my, my journey into tech is quite interesting. Um, I would have never have imagined that I'd have ended up working in tech. I was, I was an arts girl at school. Um, I studied history of art at university and then I wanted to get into the music industry. Uh, my first job was actually running a radio station. Um, and then I quickly realized that in order to get into radio, you have to get up at 2 a.m. every morning. And I like sleep far too much to ever consider that as a serious option. So, um, I, I started working in marketing because one of my, uh, biggest draws one of, the, one of the things I enjoyed the most, actually, out of running that community radio station was uh, running events and, you know, running running a community project. Um, and marketing really enabled me to do that in a very creative way. Um, I, I was working in property. I wasn't working in tech at all. Um, but I actually, I had a boyfriend who started working in crypto. Mm. And I realized very quickly that unless I sort of swatted up on what was going on in that world I was never going to have anything to talk to him about as far as what he would come home from work and talk in this foreign language um so I started I started researching a bit in, into that um and decentralization and you know the, the new internet web 3.0 and I thought oh my god this is this is really cool um and so I I then started working for a blockchain accelerator uh, called State Zero Labs. And this was kind of like at the height. Well, actually, just after the blockchain bubble, I would say. Um, so that was a bit of a shock for me being, you know, this history of art girl, all of a sudden going into the blockchain world where everybody's talking about DApps and DLT. And I'm sitting there thinking, what the heck is everybody talking about? Um, but I, you know, I've always been a, a real advocate for having non-techie people working in tech uh, mm -hmm. because that's that's ultimately how I would see myself. Um, I am first and foremost a marketer and a content creator and a creative, uh, but I just so happen to be working in the very exciting world of tech in London uh, simply because I'm so excited about how technology is changing the lives of people. Um, 
So, I mean, after the blockchain accelerator, then started working for Ascendant, which is how I got involved with the Tech London community. Uh, my boss, Gus, I believe, helped Jonathan um, set up Tech London in the early days. Um, and we're, we're a growth marketing agency. So what I love about working for Ascendant is that we have all sorts of clients. Uh, you know, ranging from working in property tech to uh, we're actually working with the biggest class action against GDPR breaches in history at the moment. Um, our client, the Privacy Collective, is suing Oracle and Salesforce for data breaches for the sum of 10 billion euros. So that's very exciting. Um, and so, yeah, this is how I've sort of found myself here. Uh, but would I have ever thought that I'd be working in tech? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Interesting. So for, for someone who might be in the position where uh, they're quite interested in what's going on in technology, um, but maybe they're not uh, most, you know, they're not the most technical person. What kinds of, what, what kinds of uh, roles have you come across or, or activities would you encourage someone to, to look into more or consider? So I think if you are, are you, do you mean if you are somebody who's considering working in tech but doesn't yeah. really see any roles that suit them? In terms of, you know, someone who, who's interested in technology but doesn't necessarily have lots of technical chops, isn't the coder and so forth, like, do you, yeah. where would you? I think, I think it's really interesting to always do, you know, stick to what, what you're good at and, and what you, uh, feel confident in doing. And, you know, that may be HR, that you might be incredibly good with people, or it may be, uh, that you are, you know, more of a creative, uh, and so marketing might be something that you would consider. And I think what is so often forgotten is that actually what you do day to day, doesn't have to be reflected in the sector that you're in and so there are so many incredible I mean I'm working in the startup sphere in tech so I'm thinking very much from that viewpoint there are so many incredible startups coming out of the London London ecosystem but at the end of the day a business is a business and they're always going to have those different avenues as far as uh, sort of career progression is concerned mm. um, so I would say you know, having a look on Escape the City is a really great platform. Um, and also, you know, have, it, have a look on Crunchbase and just see the most recent startups in the London tech scene that have just got funding who may be looking to scale very quickly because they, they will be the people who will be looking for uh, jobs of, you know, potentially young professionals who are in the lower part of the salary bracket who are wanting to get into this new world. Um, and I have to say, you will never, ever learn quicker um, than when you're working in a startup. It's terrifying because everything moves so quickly. And like I say, when I first started working in blockchain, I did a lot of smiling and nodding and <laughs> pretending to understand what everyone was talking about until I eventually did. I still wonder if I ever fully understood what, what the blockchain developers were talking about. Um, but, you know, there's, you're never ever going to learn everything about a job before you start a job. And I wish that someone had told me that when I was contemplating what career I wanted to go into. I've always been very ambitious, but I'm also a massive control freak and I like to plan everything. Mm. And so I always thought that you had to know X, Y, and Z and be incredibly overqualified for a job before you go for it. 
But actually, what I found in my experience is if you're underqualified, but incredibly passionate and you can show an aptitude for learning in that area, then you're going to be picked over any other candidate. Because at the end of the day, anyone can learn anything. And I know that sounds really infantile, but it it is true. You know, you can if you set your mind to it um, and put in the hours and put in the graft, you can really learn. But employers are always going to be looking for, okay, well, what reading have you done around this? How can you show that you're interested? What podcasts are you listening to? What conversations are you jumping in on on Twitter? Twitter is a great place to get into any kind of conversations around uh, tech. But um, so I, I think that's what I would say is, you know, don't underestimate yourself just because you don't necessarily have the skills on paper. Like you say, there are so many uh, there are so many ways of learning on the Internet now that means that you don't have to have studied something at school. Um, and just just jump in, have a look at what startups are doing, things that you care about. That might be humanity and tech, or it might be sustainable energy, or yeah. it might be you know changing the shape of data and holding big tech accountable, like what I'm working on now. And you'll be able to find something in your niche, and then within that, you know, just go for it and apply. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's great. It, it sounds like um, the the range of different projects you've been able to work on as well, you've had quite a good overview, lots of different um, sectors. Um, is that like going into that agency space from being more of a more focused sort of, you know, blockchain uh, environment, how have you found that transition? Was that also quite, um, uh, like, was that, what was that transition like going from just the pure focus to covering a wide range of different kind of areas? Yeah, I think that's an interesting question because I actually found it quite hard. Yeah. I I always thought um, that I would stay in-house as a marketer. Yeah. But actually, as soon as I started working for an agency, I realized the breadth of knowledge that it affords you. Every single one of our clients is presented with a whole new set of challenges and, you know, ways of acquisition and they're, they're, they're marketing to a whole host of different audiences. And so that means that as a marketer, I feel like I have grown, you know, tenfold since working for an agency rather than working in house. Mm-hmm. What I found working in house is that you're the expert. So people come to you and you're the one, uh, you know, answering the questions. But that does mean that quite often, especially if you're a marketing manager or a marketing director, your knowledge, unless you are constantly investigating the the newest modes of marketing um it means that your knowledge is kind of where where your learning ends but working for an agency i've realized that because it's so much about collaboration we're learning constantly and we're constantly thinking outside of the box um so i think it it was tough, especially the realization that you're on Slack and all of a sudden you've got seven needy clients. It's like having children, <laughs> <laughs> and they can get at you at any point. It's horrible. It's not horrible. It's great, um, but it that was a challenge uh, for sure. Mm. But I think I think what what's been really important for me is um, getting involved with communities such as the Tech London community and, uh, you know, other side projects like that and being able to support our clients um, running similar projects. Because when you are working in-house, you really get to 
know and love your project and you get Mm. to see it grow. But what's so nice about us working for Ascendant is that we're working with startups who are normally quite young, which means that their rate of growth is huge. I mean, Mm. we're constantly reacting to new sets of challenges and their workflows are constantly changing because their objectives have changed because all of a sudden they've got new KPIs set by their investor. And it just, it means that everything is very instant. Um, and it teaches you to be a very, very agile marketer. Um, so I would say for anybody who's working in house and thinking about hopping over to the agency side of things, absolutely do it. If you, if you fancy, um, widening your breadth of knowledge, I would say, uh, especially if it's a small agency working with young businesses. Um, but then if you're in an agency and you, you really fancy, uh, taking ownership of a certain project and growing with it, then that's when working in house really suits, I think. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, no, this is, these are very good points and uh, something definitely for people to keep in mind when they're navigating their careers in tech. Um, so, Emma, just to sort of wrap up, uh, would you be able to tell us, um, obviously you're on the Slack group and you're, you're prominent there, um, but are there any, are there, is there anywhere else people should go to find out more uh, about you, whether it's social media or website? Yeah, uh, I mean, you can get me on Twitter. Uh, I'm Emma C. Rice on twitter um i'm not not actually probably as active as i should be having spoken about how important it is to be active on twitter um but also on linkedin i'm just emma rice and you can find me through ascendant but yeah i'm i'm um one of the admins on tech london so people can always slack me on there and like i say hopefully um in 2021 we'll be relaunching the tech london offline community um because you know when we're talking about bringing humans back into tech it is so important um to remind ourselves that we aren't just you know uh we're not just avatars and people behind the zoom screen uh but we we do collaborate and innovate the best when we when we meet each other in person ideally over a gin and tonic so <laughs> let's uh, let's let's aim for that in 2021. But until then, um, yeah, just reach out to me on Slack uh, or Twitter or LinkedIn is where you can get me. Great, thanks so much, Emma. No worries, thanks, Jonathan. You've been listening to the Tech London Show. If you're interested in joining the community or even making an appearance on this show, make sure you join our Slack group over at TechLondon.io. Till next time.